Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And be sure to go follow us on Twitter and Facebook and uh, hit the smash button to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on uh, Spotify. Make sure you give us great reviews, five stars, nothing less. And uh, we'll keep churning out more MNR content for you each week. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, kick things off. <laughs> sure. Uh, my good for this week, I, I, I decided to go with the U S open. There was a bunch of different things that were kind of good this week. Um, like I went to the sounds so weird, but I went to the garden store and I bought some plants. That was a good thing. That was kind of cool. <laughs> but the, uh, the U S open was good. It was a fun thing to do last weekend. John Rom won, which is cool. He got kicked out of a tournament with uh, what six stroke lead. Logan, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was like six strokes, and they told him he uh, he tested positive for COVID and told him after the 18th hole. On Saturday night, and mm-hmm. he couldn't compete on Sunday. So it was cool that he got to come back and win a bigger and more prestigious tournament. His family was obviously there, a brand-new father. It was his first Father's Day, so uh, he won. It was Father's Day, right? Father's Day Sunday? Yes. Father's Day was on Sunday. It yeah. was indeed. So he won on Father's Day, so that was a cool experience. Uh, the paragliders in the background, I've, I'm now convinced that I want to go do this paragliding thing where they got the little engines and you sit in the thing and fly back and forth. That looks kind of cool. And then I was going to bring this up with you, Logan, because I know we're the golf guys, but the Brooks and Bryson thing is hysterical. <laughs> it's worth watching every It really now. is. It's, <laughs> it's definitely something that if you don't, uh, if you have any passing interest in golf, definitely uh, look up the beef between Brooks and Bryson because Brooks Kepka hates the guy. <laughs> I'm team Brooks. Well, just because it's Mar- Marty Smith said that they should, whether they believe, whether they truly hate each other or not, they should play it out and be like Dale and uh, Gordon. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> make some money, boys. Have it's fun with it. It's good for the sport. It makes it worth watching. There's a tournament on this weekend that doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, and they're both playing. So it's 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 instant watch just to see where they're at and to see if they'll be competing. The general idea is that maybe if they were going to compete together. Brooks Kepka's comment on Saturday night was Saturday morning was that he was going to have, he was going to shoot whatever he had to so that he would be paired with Bryson the next day, just to, just to get under his skin. I mean, just that kind of level of pettiness in a major golf tournament is hysterical. Uh, it didn't happen, but everybody was sharing for it. Uh, my bad is pretty simple. My bad is Delaware. It's the entire state of Delaware, specifically the slower, lower half. Uh, here's why there's two brothers. Uh, they play for university of Virginia. Uh, they gave up, what, a five-run lead, something like that, to Mississippi State the other night. I'm blaming this squarely on the two brothers because we had to hear about him the whole entire night. Rehoboth Beach's own Geloff brothers. I hope I'm saying that right as I'm trashing them. Um, the uh, They play for a team in, in elementary or high school called the Bagel Bombers Baseball Team. Um, I immediately <laughs> Googled this. This is a real team. And then the other thing is uh, – uh, Dustin's telling me to be careful because my wife is from this area, but I'm, I'm going full in on this. Uh, I tried to support one of my uh, wife's friends' businesses back in early April. Um, I bought a coffee mug, just a small token of my appreciation for her friend's business. And, and guess what? It showed up today. I bought this April 7th. It showed up today. I had to email the guy three times and ask him what was going on. He told me that, don't worry, he was going to send me some extra stuff. So he went ahead and put an extra mug in there and then went ahead and shipped it two months late. So slower, lower Delaware. Come on. That's not how we do business. 
Delmarva Sticker Company. Thank you, buddy. No way in hell you're listening to this, but it's a cool company. People should go check it out. And I got to say, it was a bad that turned into a good because now I got two of these coffee mugs. They say God love God loves Delmarva, which is kind of awesome. I haven't talked long enough yet, so my ugly is NASCAR. Kyle Larson won again. It's getting boring shit to say this four in a row. And Chase Elliott was caught cheating in air quotes after the race. <laughs> after the race. I know this continues another streak of people I cheer for cheating in air quotes. Uh, nothing really happened. Uh, but apparently if the wheel came off, as opposed to just having five lug nuts loose, he would have been just fine. But since it didn't come off and he didn't crash into the wall and almost kill himself, uh, then he had to give up his points and he had to be disqualified. So thanks for another boring weekend of Nash- Nashville racing, NASCAR. Appreciate it. Kyle Larson, give somebody else a chance for crying out loud. All right. Uh, Morgan, good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, all right. Well, that was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> my coffee mug took too long. The race was not exciting, even though my team won. And John Rahm was, uh, uh, he won a golf tournament. Yeah, it was Wow. Maybe our producer can cut that and have that as your good, the bad, the ugly. You know, though, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I guess it's not too depressing. I mean, it's depressing for you, but not for me. Chase Elliott was disqualified. That's a good day for me. <laughs> um, I might make that my good. <laughs> no, uh, my my good is uh, I just found out this evening that Kiva Luma for Virginia Tech's basketball is going to be returning one more year. Uh, next year, so that's going to be great for their starting lineup. Oh, he dabbled with going into the NBA, but I guess it just wasn't. It wasn't in the books for him to do that yet. Uh, bad. I'm going with work. Work is a pain in my ass right now. Um, two people are leaving. And extra work for me. Same amount of hours, if not less. And so that's always fun. And then uh, my ugly Bridget is going through a six-month regression. And I'd say how how many nights now, Crystal? About a week of her waking up throughout the night, every night. Almost every hour. What what does a six-month regression mean? Just... She's not sleeping. It means they're doing really well. Then they go back to not doing well. Yeah. And, and then eventually they get through it and they start doing yeah. it. Yeah. Kind of, exactly. Little like mini daddy daycare for you. They, 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 they get to the point of sleeping. And then, like you said, they go backwards and then they jump ahead and it gets better. But that, that back part sucks for a little while. Yeah. Um, another, I'll add one more good. Um, the tailgating reviews came out for uh, all the college teams, and Virginia Tech was number one in the ACC. We'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. But just a little, a little uh, preview of, of who was not number one, which starts with the letter U and ends with the letter C. University of Cincinnati. They're not, <laughs> they're not in our league. <laughs> That's my good, bad, and the ugly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dustin, take it away. You kind of opened that one up to to be picked on, Morgan. (laughs) Uh, Bad, I'll start with that. Um, I forgot 
during the pandemic how much I hate it, traffic and dealing with other idiot drivers on the highway. So <laughs> I'd I'd appreciate it, Morgan, if you would just cancel traffic and sit of roundabouts, because that would be the preferred method for me going forward. Um, in particular, uh, traveling traffic really wasn't that bad. It's just the way people drive. But I drove all the way down Southwest Virginia last week, and it was people are a lot to deal with. So anyway, especially when driving by yourself. Um, but good. I have several good things I want to bring to bear. Um, one, Jim and Alex's wedding was awesome. Um, it was very well done and lots of fun. It was great catching up with a lot of people we haven't seen in a long time. It's also just nice to be outside of the D.C. metro area that we love to hate hate on. At least Angle and I love to hate on on this podcast. Um, the other good is Emmy's still alive. Um, so. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny and I left her alone for the first time uh, ever, uh, with, not alone, but with other people, in particular my parents. Um, she did very well, and so did my parents. Um, so here's that's good. Pe- here's the pizza money. Here's a good number of the cops. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think she's just a tad young for that. Um, yeah, and a <laughs> box of diapers. <laughs> don't, don't drink daddy's beer. <laughs> you're walking to the store to get more um and then lastly uh bojangles ate it twice once on friday once on sunday on the way down very much enjoy that stop if you're uh ever traveling down 81 in virginia exit 222 staunton they'll treat you right so bojangles we're still waiting on that that sponsorship we will work for biscuits yeah i don't know if i am right now uh-oh. If you're, is that your end of your good, the bad, and the ugly? That is. That's it. That's a perfect uh, segue for me. I'm going to start off with a couple of bads and then a really good. First bad, speaking of Bojangles, I can't eat there for a little while. I got a Cajun filet biscuit the other day, right? I went in, ordered extra egg and cheese on it. If you haven't done that, it's normally pretty good. Well, um, I, I get to the office, take the first bite, got just the edge of the chicken. I was like, all right, yeah, it's pretty good. Right? It's Bojangles. Then they took the second bite, and the chicken was not fucking cooked. It was disgusting. I almost puked in the trash can, which almost made other people puke by me dry heaving. So, yeah, I can't stomach the thought of going back to Bojangles for a while. Which which (laughs) Bojangles did you go to? The one on Western Boulevard here in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's that's your problem. Yeah, the, the classic Bojangles that everybody always would go to in college. I stopped by there on my way home. Thinking I was gonna have a nice, uh, nice dinner, not so much. So yeah, Bojangles, <laughs> kind of pissed. That's a bad. Had more different experience. <laughs> yeah, another uh, bad. Um, uh, about six months ago, I went to the dentist, and I'm going again this upcoming um, Monday. But they told me, well, you're uh, after basically saying for years that I had enough room for my wisdom teeth to come in. They said, well, the top ones seem to be fine, but the bottom ones, you're probably gonna have to get them removed. Me not wanting to deal with it just have been putting it off for six months. Now I'm in, have been in constant pain for the last, like on the right side of my, of the lower part of my mouth because I've been putting it off. So that's been fun to deal with having to alternate with ibuprofen and then picked up some aura gel today. And that stuff actually works really well. Yeah, I got ain't going to lie. Right. So, so shout out, uh, aura gel for helping me deal with the pain right now <laughs> because I can't be seen to even get an appointment to, uh, set up a time to get my teeth, removed until september so yeah 
it's been kind of a, a shitty uh, development in that regard. So that's been bad. You know, wow. wh- whiskey works too, buddy. <laughs> Just not with that's the ibuprofen. <laughs> Yeah, they told me, they said the first available. I said, all right, cool. I said, like, I can make plans around work. They said, oh, yeah, it'll be September 22nd. So I, was like, what? I was like, all right, awesome. This could be a fun summer. Go, never... go get another doctor, man. I know, but then I also have to kind of plan it around somewhere that's not in Raleigh because my mom says, you know who's going to have to pick you up? It's going to be me, and I don't want to drive all the way to Raleigh, so you're going to go to Rocky Mount. So. I'm kind of hamstrung in some sure. ways. You are you are under some pretty big drugs yeah. that day. Oh yep. god, yeah, I was fu- I was messed up. Just <laughs> have Morgan pick you up. He's back on. <laughs> pick me up. He'll be videoing me for miserable and reckless. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you're the producer. That's true. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, two, those are the two bads. But here's my good, and then we'll. Uh, it's a good segue into the next segment. Um, NC State baseball still alive. Um, we've, you know, I, we look, man, like we were preseason top 12 and then we just started the season badly. A couple kids got arrested and got kicked off the team, two of our pitchers. <laughs> and then, um, so we've been, then we're on the magical series in, in Chapel Hill. We swept the Tar Heels. And ever since then, we have been on an absolute roll. We roasted the pigs down in Arkansas in Fayetteville. Kevin Cox didn't matter. Next up, we won that series. Then we had to face Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year after just defeating the SEC Pitcher of the Year. Brendan Beck and Sanford beat them to the tune of 10-4. to 4. Next up, staying in the winner's bracket, we played the Mighty Vandy Boys, who we have another matchup with coming up here on Friday. But we played, uh, you know, they threw, arguably they think their second best pitcher. I think it's their best, but that's tit for tat. Jack Leiter, son of MLB, former MLB pitcher, Al Leiter. They did nothing but sit there and look at Al Leiter every single uh, between every pitch for the entire game. Curiously, except for, except for one pitch, though, the one where he delivered a fastball in and Terrell Tatum hit that son of a bitch over the right field wall. They didn't they didn't pan over to the Leiter family then. So uh, Jack Leiter, next uh, elite pitcher that we we sat down. Rumor is we're going to be playing against their ace, Kumar Rocker, on uh, Friday. I told the guys last night, I said, Kevin Copps, Brandon Beck, Jack Leiter, I don't give a damn. Bring uh, Roger Clemens and his prime out there. The Wolfpack ain't losing. Big fair, you were also drinking last night heavily. <laughs> not, nah, not heavily. <laughs> I thought it was to get rid of that tooth pain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it, didn't, it did not help, but... <laughs> where are you gonna be watching where are you gonna be watching the game tomorrow? It's on at two PM. Yeah, so I'm f- trying to I've gotta figure out if any of my friends are gonna be off work because I'm just gonna call it an early day and uh watch the game. But I know that they have a pack watch party at Brick House um on the big <laughs> on the big like projector screen right by campus. So I might go there um if I can get, you know, anybody that may be interested in going. But you know, like I said, pack are in the in semifinals now. Right for the national championship game. Invite your new friend from the other night. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. I guarantee you that uh, th- that that girl is not going to text me back. So. <laughs> well, uh, that's why you call. Don't text. Uh, miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Well, I'm. <laughs> I was surprised she even gave me her phone number. To be honest. <laughs> She hasn't responded. It may not have been her phone. No, it, it was because I'm, it's not my first radio. She gave yeah. me her phone. I typed in my number and hit call. So, Ooh. Ooh. when did you get this phone number? 
Uh, da, 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 10 o'clock. Last we were night? Watching the, yeah, we were watching the game. Wait a minute. When did you text her? Today. Now, give it some time, buddy. She ain't gonna text me back. We all know that. Call, <laughs> this girl call, was way too call. hot, man. Let's let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> call call her on Saturday in the early evening and go from there. Yeah, we'll see. Man, I think he's got two kids. He did something. He did something right. Well, see, the, okay, let's break this down for a second. You also got to understand the generational difference, and it's in three separate areas here. There's folks y'all's age who handle it that way. There's folks my age who it's really just with texting, and then there's folks that are like five years younger than me. No joke. We just found this out uh, recently. Me and a buddy were talking about this. Girls in their early to uh, like tw- twenty to twenty four, they don't they don't ask for phone numbers. They ask for Snapchats now. It's weird. I don't get it, but everything's generational, I guess. I don't know. I, I still like to use the telephone sometimes, so I guess I'm just an old man. I mean, you do type in all caps on our group chat here on the uh, <laughs> on the recording. So. I don't know how to oh. turn it off. <laughs> when when I met Crystal off of a match, I asked for her phone number. The first thing I did was call her. I didn't even we didn't even text. I actually called her, and she said that was one of the things that she was impressed about. Yeah, well, that's look, I think there's something to that, but I'm also going to say I think that this girl after looking at her Instagram, she's uh, a little too a little too um costly, if you will. I uh, she she tends to take a lot of trips and drive expensive cars and everything. I don't think I can afford afford that girl. So well, maybe she has the money to spend on that and she could afford to take care of you. Uh, it's very it's very rare for uh, it to work that way. Normally, it's the it's the women who go after people with more money. It's very rare for it to be the other way around. Straight facts, no printer, homie. Twenty twenty one, bro. Dude, she could be the kind of girl. It's even worse now because of social media. She could like to spend money on her dates, buddy. You never know. <laughs> well, it's gonna be so great when Logan ends up getting married to this girl, and on episode forty two, he's talking <laughs> so much crap about her. <laughs> She won't text me back. She's too hot for me. She's too expensive. And also, there was a hog slaughtering. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll always, we'll we'll always have this archived. <laughs> <laughs> we will play it at the wedding. Right, well, that concludes this segment of Modern Dating in 2021 with Logan Newberry. <laughs> <laughs> all right give you a rundown of the final four teams left in uh, the ncaa tournament at the college world series um tonight was the uh, m- matchup between virginia and texas winner of that game plays mississippi state on that side of the bracket to determine oh no they're the unc of texas long horns down but uh so yeah um mississippi state you know they They've been playing pretty well. They're, you know, they're in the driver's seat on that side. Then you've got NC State versus Vanderbilt, as we talked about. Uh, State needs to win one. Vanderbilt has to beat them twice. So um, I, I'd say that on paper, State seems to be the one in the driver's seat. But at the same time, you can't discount Rocker and Lighter because they're both fantastic pitchers. So it'll it'll be a fun a fun weekend in the world of college baseball. You guys have any predictions? I think State will win their first game and take care of the uh, take care of the the issue. I mean, if they so are predicting, they will go to the College World Series to the game to the round of three. That is correct. Back to back to you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Just confirming that that's what you're saying. <laughs> and also predict that UVA will not advance. That's probably a solid pick. <laughs> well, it's not really more of a prediction; it's more of a wish. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think Vandy sure. takes tomorrow's game, and then it'll be interesting to see what happens on – is it Sunday or Saturday? Uh, I believe it's Saturday. I, yeah. I you're going to be hard-pressed. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the entertainment through the weekend. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to beat those guys back-to-back. I know you've done it previously, but that's what leads me to believe that uh, – Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think you could beat Leiter a second time. Rocker, I think that they'll be ready to go, and I think they'll bring anybody they need to out of the pen to win that game. Yeah, um, pitching counts is something to note, though. Their best uh, guy out of the pen has pitched quite a bit over the last couple of days. Um, so he, he will be available, but I don't think it would be for long-term relief. It would have to be like an, a couple innings. Uh, Rocker has been off for a little while, so he, sh- he he didn't have a – in the college baseball, they typically have like seven days in between starts during the regular season. He's going to be on a little bit shorter rest than that, but he still should be good to go. Um, Lighter, on the other hand, even if he has to pitch Saturday, he still threw 128 pitches, I think, against State the other day. He's not going to be able to do that again, that, that short of turnaround. No, I but, think you got this. So, Dustin, do you have a predict? Or go ahead, Ryan. I'm going to cheer for both ACC teams to end up in the final. Why not? There you go. Let's do that. We don't take that because then they'll definitely be in the driver's seat. Or at least let's have Vandy, NC State, Mississippi State, and UVA so that it's two SEC teams, two ACC teams, and everybody else, including the Big Ten. (laughs) Yes, agree. I'm I'm actually cheering for UVA to win, even though Morgan's hates them. Um, <laughs> All right, where is the freeze button at? <laughs> uh, I mean, state certainly is in a good spot. So I mean, not going to bet against them right now, but I mean, Vandy gets through one game, it becomes do or die, one game playoff basically. So who knows? If you do get to that point, both of you are a little bit hobbled, though, because you're going to have to throw a lot of pitchers and then turn around and play a three-game series. So that part would, would suck. Y'all need to get it done tomorrow. No. So my, my prediction is I've got UVA versus Mississippi State, but I got Mississippi State uh, advancing to the finals. Uh, at our, our side, um, I easily could see Vanderbilt winning tomorrow, but I think the pack ultimately get it done. But for the purposes of the podcast, Pack ain't losing. We're taking care of business tomorrow. Go and get that extra day of rest, ready for the finals to, to take down the uh, the cowbell ringing uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs, and uh, it'll be the first national championship for the NC State Wolfpack. And the next time we record, I will make sure I shout that from the rooftops for everybody next week. Can we cancel teams that put Oma in front of their name? Uh, their name, the Omahogs, the Oma Bulldogs, or the Oma Dogs. Like enough already. We're not going to be the Oma heels when we go. Okay, it's just it's stupid. <laughs> um, you're you're not going. So <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Yeah. Simple solution. You won't make it. <laughs> you guys should be the Oma pack. Just just do what all the other kids are doing. That's what uh hey, Bar- guess, Barstool. Guess what? He they're potentially going. So if they want to, they can. Hey, Barstool Pack on their Twitter account, they uh to make fun of Arkansas after beating them, they have renamed their account the Oma Pack, uh Barstool Pack. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Good. They should. So uh, I'll be cheering for them. And kind of. <laughs> I'm I'm actually cheering for them. Yeah, I'll be cheering for the pack too. We don't need a Tar Hill fan somewhat cheering. <laughs> well, when we have Dave Portnoy on our side, uh, betting, betting, actually 
significant amount of money, he said, on the Wolfpack from the get-go of Omaha. Uh, he said he was going against his, his betting guru at Barstool because he's been wrong so much. He said he's going with the Wolfpack all the way. So that, that's uh, it's, he's been entertaining on Twitter with that. But all right, that's, that's enough for college baseball. Ryan, give us our NASCAR update. Speaking of sports day, Portnoy bets on. Um, <laughs> he has <laughs> bets on NASCAR as well. Pocono doubleheaders this weekend. It's kind of interesting. Uh, basically, what that means is you got the Cup Series guys racing two days back to back. Saturday, 3 p.m. Sunday, 3.30, if college baseball isn't your thing or if it's in a rain delay at 3 p.m., you can tune over and see some weirdness. Why is it weird, you may ask? Well, it's at this track called the Tricky Triangle in Pennsylvania. It's two and a half miles long with, count them, one, two, three turns. Not four, three turns. There is no turn four. So they race around in a triangle. Um, Morgan, fun fact, the owners of Pocono Speedway also own South Boston Speedway. thought that was cool. Um, they're one of the only ownership groups that uh, own tracks that aren't owned by NASCAR or ISM, and, and that's a whole other thing. But um, they're one of the only tracks that isn't owned by NASCAR, so that's cool. Um, no turn is the same, so when you're going through the different turns, it's kind of challenging. I won't go get too carried away with it, but the straightaways, which are the distances between the two turn, uh, between the yeah the two turns, are none of them are the same distance. You got to kind of figure stuff out. The banking's all different. Uh, it doesn't always show up on screen, but um, it should be fun. Uh, an easy pick for betting if you want to do it is Denny Hamlin. He seems to be the best at these kind of technical tracks. So. Danny Hamlin's probably the guy to beat. Tricky Triangle, Saturday, 3 p.m., Sunday, 3.30 p.m. Hopefully, hopefully somebody else wins besides uh, <laughs> it's the same winner week in and week out. It's getting a little boring to watch that guy lead 250 laps out of 300. So, the end. <laughs> All right, that's your NASCAR update. All right, time for the down on the forum update. Ryan, throwing it back to you for that. Sure, we'll walk through this real quick. Triple uh, A East. Anyone that's listened to this knows that we picked four teams. Uh, four of the seven teams in the AAA Eastern, AAA right below the big leads division. Durham Bulls first in the division at 29 and 12. Nashville Sounds right behind 27 and 15 in second. Gwinnett Stripers, Braves team, 21 and 22. And fourth, so slipping below 500 there, and they're in fourth place. So maybe we didn't pick the cream of the crop here of these divisions. And then uh, the Norfolk Tides bringing up the rear as usual for the Orioles. 17 and 24. They're getting a little better, though. So they're fifth of seven teams. That's, that's an improvement. Yeah. We're going, we're trending the right direction as opposed to the Braves. Yeah, the Braves are definitely slipping. Although, having said <laughs> that, they took three of four from Nashville in the last week. So, uh, Logan, maybe if your luck continues with your Nashville luck here, you, you might be looking at a good weekend for your, for your state team as well. Let's hope so. Morgan's Durham Bulls took three from the sides last week. We prefaced that last week by saying our teams are going to play each other. So uh, uh, that, mean, that means in the last week, me and Dustin were the big losers. But that was last week. This week we have some new exciting things. Gwinnett heads to Norfolk this week. So we have a DeBerry matchup. And more exciting than anything, tomorrow is the office night. That's right. Brian Baumgartner from this show, he's going to be in Norfolk at the stadium. I I looked up to see if there's any sort of chili that was on sale. But, I, um, <laughs> I heard he's I heard he's making the chili. <laughs> I hear it's quite this, famous. This I, is I, I would believe you. <laughs> that's true. 
he, it's going to be a big pot. He's going to have a chef hat on and one of those big oars like he used to paddle around in the water. He's going to be out there stirring it around serving cups of chili. Kevin's famous chili. Let's <laughs> hope Norfolk doesn't spill, uh, spill the series like he spilled the chili. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're peaking at the exact perfect time. You got the office night. You're, you're clearly headed in the right direction. The stripers are headed down. Clearly not playing good baseball. Perfect storm. Love it. <laughs> I know this is the most important baseball game in series of the week for Logan, so we'll be we'll be glued. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Next thing about it all weekend, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, mark your calendars, America. There's two exciting promotional games coming up for my team and Morgan's team. Uh, it's George Jones wind up bobblehead giveaway. I know everybody needs one of those. Uh, that's on Sunday night. So you just, you know, get the thing twisted up and then it just takes off on you, steals a couple bases. Everybody needs a George Jones wind-up bobblehead. So head on down to Nashville just for that on Sunday night. Yes, that's cool. And then uh, stop off at the Bluebird Cafe while you're at it, especially if you're there on Sunday. And then uh, Durham Bulls. Durham Bulls will have Fast and Furious night on Friday, July 16th. I don't know why it's Friday, July 16th. but uh, Which of the 20 movies are they going to play? Probably Fast 9, I would assume. Is that when it's coming out? I, I have no clue. No idea. So. I, I'm tired of hearing about this movie, and what a dumb promotion. Is this Fast and Furious to go to the moon or Mars? Or what? <laughs> well, whatever it is, it's the one that they're going to bow down to the Chinese government. So. <laughs> Why are the... I don't, I don't even know what... I don't know the background of that. Well, it's... I, very briefly, John Cena is in this one, of course. And because why not add another uh, former wrestler into the series like they did with The Rock? But John Cena uh, made the, in quotations, mistake of saying um, the, the correct factual statement that Taiwan was a separate country. And uh, China is by far the biggest uh, a consumer of the Fast and Furious movies. They, they actually do better there than they do here. So Hollywood being in the tank for the Chinese Communist Party um, made a big deal about it. And they forced um, John Cena to do a apology. And he did it in Mandarin, um, apologizing for his mistake and saying how much he loves uh, the Chinese like culture and people and government and everything. It was ridiculous. He, he told the truth. That they're the separate. He basically has bent the knee to the com- to the commies over there. So, yeah. did, he do the, did he do the thing at the end of it where he does the thing in front of his face and then like it doesn't count anymore? Well, that's the thing though. Like you could hear his voice, but at the same time, funny enough, the 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 trailer for the movie is on the TV in the background right now as we speak. But uh, the funny thing is, like all I heard was a voice because you know you can't see the guy. Mm. Well, all right, fine. Durham Bulls are canceled. Fast and Furious Night is canceled. Just everybody go get spend. You know what? Save the money you were going to spend on going to Durham. Double down and go get your George Jones bobblehead instead. There you go. Forget your chili in Norfolk. Don't forget that. Yep. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow in Norfolk, Virginia. It's central to the ten people who listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes us to speaking of the South, Logan. 
<laughs> this Southern Spotlight. It's back to me this week, where we're highlighting different things, specific business person or uh, things here in the South that um, a lot of times local stuff. And for me, it is local. It's right here in Cary, North Carolina. It's one of mine and my friends, uh, as we like to affectionately call it, local watering hole. Um, it's a brewery in Cary, North Carolina called Bond Brothers. Bond Brothers was founded here in 2015. They had just a regular tap room at the time. Uh, but that, since they've added a second room in a little beer garden area, then it, it, it has some of the best beer in town. It has my favorite beer of all time. It's an IPA called The Local. Um, if you're ever in this area, definitely uh, it's a it's a must to go there. It's, it's always really packed on the weekends when the weather's nice. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's a place where you can bring your dog. Um, there, you know, people go there with their families. It's kind of like a cool atmosphere for people just to spend, you know, a couple hours on the weekend. Uh, the beer is really good. They, it really has taken off in the last, um, couple years cause they have two other locations. Now one of them they have at RDU airport and then another one they have, uh, I, weirdly enough, not that far from their original location and it's called bond brothers East side. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fantastic brewery. Me and my friends used to go there all the time um, until they all decided to get married. And um, but you now we still try to um, we still try to get there when we can, though. Um, everybody meets back up uh, about once a month. Now um, we go. It's always a lot of fun. Has I recommend highly recommend the local um, that IPA there. And um, so anytime anybody's in town, you want to go to Bond Brothers. I'm definitely down to go. Good. Would it be better or worse for you, Logan, if you got married? Would you then be able to go hang out and do married people things with married people? Or mm, I don't think it really would change anything because it isn't that uh, it isn't that they're doing married things. It's they're they're a lot of them are hanging out with their wives now instead of their friends, which is understandable. It comes with the territory. I mean, ask Dustin who he hangs out with most of the time. It's it's his wife and his kid. Accurate. So I mean, it's just it, it's part it's part of the territory. Well. Add it to the add it to the schedule. The Triangle Beach Music Festival, the Durham Bulls game, the the Bond Brothers. We're gonna do a lot of <laughs> shit in one weekend. Old time, uh, not old time. Uh, Clyde Cooper's barbecue as well. Yeah, there you go. That's sad. I think you're going for like a week there, Angle. Not, not a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's this week's Southern Spotlight. So uh, now, <laughs> next topic we have everyone's new favorite topic here on the show. It's Florida or the field. Well. We've got a two for this week because they came out of the same town in the same week. They're short. I'm just going to read them back to back. Here's the headline. Nightmarish joyride. Giving new meaning to the phrase drinking and driving. A man did just as that, just that as he was consuming beverages while piloting a motorized shopping cart around a store in the 4200 block <laughs> of North Lake Boulevard. So not exactly fast and possibly not even that furious. The man was causing a disturbance inside the business. After he was pulled over by police, a records check showed the man had an active trespass warning for this store. Informed of this fact, the man claimed it wasn't him and that it was someone else impersonating him. <laughs> Well, he's on a motorized car inside a store. Knowing the man from multiple past encounters, police arrested him for trespass after warning him and released him with a notice to appear in court. One day later in the same town, this headline happened. Nacho man. Exceeding the speed limit while traveling on North Military Trail, a motorist was pulled over near Hood Road. Making contact with the driver inside his car, the officer immediately detected the smell of alcoholic beverages. With a mood that ranged from respectful and cooperative at first to defensive at worst, 
the man wavered on whether he had consumed any alcohol that evening. At first he said no, and then later changed his answer to one glass of wine with dinner, stating to the police, what would you have me do several times? A man again said he'd had one glass of wine with nachos, except not nachos. I mean, they give you these chips with queso. I mean, not queso. Actually, it was salsa. He then agreed to take part in a roadside sobriety test. His performance earned him an arrest for DUI when he did not get to the letter A. <laughs> later showed he was over the legal limit. Where do you think these two, not the same person to my knowledge, uh, awesome, awesome examples of citizenship uh, are from? And by uh, one glass of wine with, not, with one glass of wine with nachos, it was probably about three margaritas with uh, chips and salsa at the local Mexican joint. Uh, I'm going to go Florida. Field. I'm going the field. Can't always be Florida. And it, I noticed in the headline, it didn't say blank man does this stuff. It's like, a, so I'm thinking just for the most context clues that it's the field. I purposely took out the name of the store in the first one because it would have given it away. It was a Publix that he was driving. That's, that's right. Florida, damn it. <laughs> it was in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. <laughs> and back-to-back nights. And it was in the same newspaper right below each other. I was like, you got to oh. be kidding me. The <laughs> only, only thing missing was bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be hanging out in Palm Beach Gardens. That sounds like there's some good times going on. You can't go to a Publix without getting arrested. And apparently you can't even have some nachos without getting arrested down there. <laughs> it, it could have been somewhere else. Publix is in Carolina Beach now. I mean, really? we, have them, we have them here too. We have one here as well. And they, um, drink, and, and they do drink and drive in Carolina Beach. <laughs> did, didn't you say, yeah. Didn't you say North Lake Park Boulevard? Yeah. That's that's the main road when you come into Carolina Beach. I was like, this is a Carolina Beach story. He's trying to mess with us. So. Nope. Nah, Hood Hood Road. I don't know. I was like, you gave oh. it away and you didn't even know it. <laughs> North Military Trail. That's what it was. The uh, 4200 block of North Lake Boulevard. That's where the Publix is and Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Mm. I Googled it because I was curious what grocery store it was. <laughs> Florida has like wild stuff. Florida or the field. There you go. We've gone so uh, so far off Florida so far. I did Google Tennessee man and Georgia man just to see what would come up, and it was really depressing. So we went we went with the funnier stories. <laughs> probably, probably, probably pretty boring. There's a lot of murder. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Murder and heartache. <laughs> and meth. <laughs> All right. Speaking All right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so this week we don't really have a um, a normal like structured anchor topic. Kind of we're it's gonna be freewheeling time here on Miserable and Reckless. Um, kind of like everybody update. You know what you're looking forward to this summer. If there's something that's really been pissing you off, that you want to complain about. But before we get into that, I would like to bring up okay. the tailgate uh, list. So I was strolling across Twitter today, as I do a lot in my free time, and I found this. Uh, graphic that was done by a sports page that was talking about the the in order that i think it was top 10 best tailgate um scenes in each conference so the main one that i wanted to reference was the acc but i know we have some strong opinions on some of the rest um the acc goes in order because that's the main conference we tackle here number one was virginia tech of course number two clemson number, th- number three florida state reasonable number four was nc state reasonable 
Number five was Virginia. No. <clears throat> Wrong. They don't even show up to their football games. <laughs> number number six was Louisville. Freeze Seven was UNC. Um, I have my own no. issues with that, but you know they don't even tailgate. They literally drink wine coolers in a, a parking deck. I don't really call that tailgating. This right. This is the right place for UNC. I would put Louisville five, UNC six, Virginia seven. I yeah. put UNC and Virginia towards the end, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah they, UNC Virginia should not be. I've been to a Virginia football game. The, the the town nearby, not unlike Chapel Hill, is cool, but nothing happens at the stadium. Yeah, I mean, and then just to close out this list, they had Georgia Tech, Boston College, and Miami in that order as uh, 8, 9, and 10. Um, they, none of those places really do tailgate that well, to my knowledge. Um, I know it's curiously missing from this list was Tuke and Wake Forest. I mean, I've been to a Wake Forest game. It's I mean, it's, it kind of sucks. Um, Duke, I've been to a lot of games there, and tailgating does not exist. So, Yeah, no, that's not it. I've said that on a different episode of this podcast, so that's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, in Carolina and UVA, Duke and Wake, uh, Syracuse, the oh, U. Syracuse wasn't on here. Yeah. yeah the the U. Like, I'm just kind of rattling off ones that I, I can't imagine. I do not think that they have a good tailgate. But in particular, even having Miami on here, I'm like, there's no way they have a good tailgate. No. Like, it's, it's where they're located, and there's just no chance. Yeah, I mean, how far away is, is Hard Rock, uh, whatever you want to call it, next year stadium uh, from campus? Well, technically, they're not even in Miami; they're in Coral Gables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, no I way. Think, I think the top but, four are right, though. I think Tech, Clemson, FSU, and NC State are easily the top four best tailgates in the conference. Yeah, I think I think that's accurate, and I think Louisville should be on there because I've been to, I've been around their football stadium, and it was awesome. Like they have the, oh, yeah. those. We've talked about it before. They have trains out there that they rolled in off the railroad that literally is right next to the stadium, and set them up. And now they're like these nice like tailgate. Like it has a bathroom and like a whole setup, and yeah, and then they've got TVs a huge and- yeah. Yeah. And then they've got like a huge area next to the stadium. It's Louisville's going to be legit. They're also um, around the corner from literally, you can see the Kentucky Derby, well, Churchill Downs from the football parking lot. Yeah. And oh, yeah. If people don't know how to party at the Kentucky Derby, I don't know who does. Yeah. So that's and next cool. to that is the wonderful neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Well, the the dress attire at the Kentucky Derby is probably very similar to UNC and UVA games. <laughs> That's very accurate. I'm not even going to shy away from that. <laughs> yes, except for people who go to the Derby are actually it's an event, whereas just going to a UNC or UVA game, yeah, well, it's mediocre at best. It, is it is it a game? Is it household's rivalry? Just saying between those two teams. They'd probably rather go see a rousing game of polo than uh, a football game. <laughs> well, we're, I mean, true, polo is a very interesting sport. But, uh, I, I, meant, I meant more so UVA. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let UNC go play, you know, rugby or uh, or lacrosse or lacrosse. 
we don't have a good tailgating section around the stadium. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that. And your game day traffic is abysmal. Dustin remembers our 2013 trip. America. Yeah, our 2013 trip to see the Duke Carolina game when uh, Duke went 10 and 2 and beat Carolina. Um, It was like we missed a good quarter and a half of the game because it it was just you you couldn't get around there. The the traffic cops weren't doing their job. They were, they basically routed you like into the traffic. So instead of like trying to get people to go different areas, they route you into a traffic line that goes all the way around and took us. Like they could have sent us a different way and to get to the park to, to get us to the parking deck that they were sending us to because that's what it, all it is. You you go get in the parking deck and then you walk into the stadium. Like it's no Carolina does not have a good delegate. No, it doesn't even really exist there. No, it doesn't. See, it's in the town and the frat houses. Well, see, that's that actually brings up my next point. Really, uh, you said it right there. I wonder what the methodology was for this. Is it people just partying, or is it actual tailgating? Because Carolina has the same problem that I see. ECU is at the top of the American Conference list. Yeah, yeah, they party at ECU. Everybody knows that. But the reality is, they don't really tailgate either. Like you, you have a lot of people that um, I have friends that have gone there that said that they have like house parties out in the front yard, and that's their tailgate. Or they have a few lots that they go to that is not near the stadium. I think sometimes the setup. And the accessibility to the stadium is half the battle when it comes to talking about the best tailgates. And that's where at NC State, we're very fortunate. We have state fairgrounds that are right around Carter Finley. So we have the best like infrastructure of um, a lot of the schools in our conference because of that. And I think that that's part of half the battle. Like, is it really a tailgate if you're at, you know, Chad's house for uh, for Lambda Chi? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see why you'd say that. Not very good at lacrosse, so you know. <laughs> can I can I stay on the American for a split second? Because I think three of the four people on the podcast have done this. Why is Navy ninth? For all the reasons you just said, Navy has access to a huge parking lot around their stadium. They bring in all the old classes, right? And they all have different tents. And if you want to see some old people throw down, especially with some scotch and all sorts of wonderful nice things, just shy of chandeliers in the tents. I mean. They throw it down. My parents are involved, so this is an emotional thing for me. But they shouldn't be ninth. They're below Tulsa, Memphis, TCU, the aforementioned Cincinnati Bearcats. If they were ninth in the ACC, they'd be on par with BC. And if they're on par in ninth with the Big 12, they'd be on par with Kansas, who's basically a non-existent football program. I mean, like, if you all have ever been to an Army-Navy game, that's not the ninth uh, tailgate experience. They literally throw a tailgate for the entire – whatever it is, 3,000 person brigade. And yes, I'm recording this from Annapolis, but when you throw a tailgate for 3,000 people in one line, like call me and then you can let me know you're the ninth best tailgate in one conference. Get out of here. You notice one yeah. team that's curiously missing from the top 10 of the conference that Rutgers plays in? <laughs> Have you ever been to College Park? No, I've heard it's a dump. It's not a dump. But it's it's not a nice <laughs> tailgate setup. Like sure. it's go ahead. It, we, we, every time we go there, we go. Well, I can't even think of the name of the bar. There's a bar like up the street uh, from the stadium that everyone jams into shoulder to shoulder. You know, like to hold on to your Miller Light and chicken wing, one chicken uh-huh. wing that you can get, and then like everybody kind of shuffles out and then walks up the hill to the game, and it's like. It, they they don't have a good tailgate. I, and I've actually 
I've actually <laughs> tailgated outside of Maryland Stadium, and I can also say that that's not a good tailgate. Sounds like a, a, a great tradition. Yeah. <laughs> it's loonies, right? Yeah, there you go. Looney. You must Which, be loony, loony to go there. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I've had a good time up there. I just, I'm, it's not I'm a good tailgate. Pick, I'm picking. I would I'm be picking. more... I would be more a fan of Maryland's tailgate if they're suspiciously in the ACC, just saying. Yeah, I would be more of an advocate. I'd, I'd put them in the top 10 of the ACC because there's a lot of bad options in the ACC. It really is. I think might, that... Might, might even buy the flag. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit too far. <laughs> but uh, the, the Big 12, I do want to make one comment about that. I'm glad to see Texas down at the bottom, but I do think West Virginia, even though they're a relatively new Big 12 school, I think that's probably fair. I've heard that uh, was it Morgantown is a fantastic experience yes. for a game. So I've I've been there for during their tailgate. They it was it was like early in the season too, like September, and it was yes. There, that's a fun town. I I actually really liked Morgantown and their their whole football experience. That's something we could do. We could all drive it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be I, can wear, I can wear a t-shirt that, that says uh, you don't own the Black Diamond Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> is that the backyard brawl or is that something else? Yeah, that's the, the, the big you know, uh, trophy in it that you used to play almost every year back in the day. Tech in uh, West Virginia. Yeah. So, Ryan, what do you think about the SEC? Because the order of that is LSU, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, Auburn, Texas A&M, Florida, Arkansas, Georgia, and Mississippi State. Um, I, I've never been to an SEC tailgate, but uh, just from looking at these schools, I've heard great things about Ole Miss for their tailgating scene. I've heard that it's absolutely fantastic, but I'm curious as to why South Carolina is third over some over like you know Georgia and Florida. That just blows my mind. Yeah, Ole, Ole Miss is a number one on the top of my list of tailgates to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. To be fair, Penn State, I know this is blasphemous. Penn State and Wisconsin would be two and three. Um, I've been to LSU. That's why. LSU deserves to be at the top of this list, period, end of story. The tailgate, the before-game experience, the in-game experience, there, there is nothing like a Saturday night in Baton Rouge. I'm loosely quoting Wright Thompson when I say that, but it's true. Ole Miss, second. Speaking of chandeliers and tents, those people do it up. Hotty dotty all the way. Can't, can't wait to go experience a thing at the Grove. You asked a question about South Carolina. I think the reason why they're there is for the same reason that we shit on ECU. I think it's just a bunch of guys named Chad standing around advisors and they're just drinking a bunch of beers. But like, quite frankly, like I can have that experience at Coastal in a better town. Has anyone been to Columbia? It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, so, it's supposed to be like crime-ridden, terrible town. Well, they ain't the better Carolina, I can tell you that. So next, let's go to Tennessee. <laughs> The sailgating experience is unique. They are on the river. You can sailgate there. And to be fair, if they're putting 100,000 people in the stadium at Neyland, um, that's, that's probably an experience. Um, we had a buddy in college briefly that was a huge Tennessee fan. And uh, if, if his experiences on Saturday were any uh, idea of what he experienced when he was in college, my goodness. Auburn can't say... I can speak to that. But to your point, Texas A&M, I know they get a lot of credit for the 12th man. Here's, here's my problem with South Carolina being third. Florida and Georgia, they play the biggest game of the year. It's called the largest cocktail party in America. I've been to it. Um, 
it's uh, let's just say if you're anti-littering, don't go. Okay. If you're anti anti frat kid, don't go. If you're anti porta potty, don't go. If you are anti public debauchery and drunkenness, don't go. Um, If you are anti, if you hate fun, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Don't they play at a neutral site though? Jacksonville. They do. Yeah, but so that game I'm sure is a blast, right? But at the same time, I think that has to hurt them. And when it comes to tailgating, no. No, it does not. Well, I'm not saying the tailgate itself. I'm saying the fact that it's not at one of their stadiums. I think that uh, probably would dock them some if, if I, I'm I would, trying to understand the I, methodology used. I would argue the opposite. You, they ha- Because their two tailgates are so, their fan bases are so nuts as a tailgate, they have it at this massive offsite that becomes right. one of the best tailgates in America. So by that virtue alone, they should be ranked higher than that and probably higher than South Carolina. So Florida plays Georgia at a neutral site because they can't afford the mess in the tailgate of, of both fan bases, which is incredible to your point, Dustin. They play Florida state, which is just an epic tailgating experience one way or the other there. They play Tennessee, they play LSU and they play Ole Miss. So like, unless they're just getting credit from going to all these other places, when those fan bases come to Florida, they also tailgate. So like the experience in Gainesville is, is a third. Um, our buddy Deshaw lives down in Florida. I'm not sure how often he listens to this podcast anymore, but he lives down in Gainesville. I, I hit him up and I'm like, Hey, we were thinking about maybe coming down there. And he's like, well, it can't be any of the Saturdays. Cause I'm working. We're, we're out the ass for deliveries and this. He, he used to be in the food industry. And it's just, he's like, it's, it's just, you're not going to see me. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absurd. It's a, it's, it's his, one of his, whatever it is, six Saturdays or whatever to make money. So, cause they're usually playing the offsite in Jacksonville. So I just, for me, it's LSU Ole Miss Florida. And then it's probably Tennessee. Sorry, Tennessee people. Florida's above you again, but. I, I think we can all agree that Vandy not making the top 10 list is something that's accurate because we've all been to Vandy together for the K-State Vandy game. And it was fun. I'm glad we went to the football game, but there was nothing special about Vandy's setup out there. No. I don't even think they had a setup. <laughs> That's fair. It's pretty much like a line to get into an amusement park. To be fair. Myself kind of included. I'm not sure some of us would have remembered if there was a setup. <laughs> Some of us are feeling pretty good going into that game. So, uh, do we shout out the two teams in the Sun Belt we've talked about in the past? App State landed second on this list, and Coastal landed fifth. That seems low for Coastal, considering I don't know the other two teams that are under. Troy? Is that in Alabama? Alabama, yeah. And is that Winthrop? What's, what's the team above them? Uh, I think that's Winthrop. So, Rock Hill, South Carolina beats Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? No. Technically, technically Conway. Tomato, tomato. I mean, you're not tailgating in Myrtle Beach. You're tailgating in Conway. Hey, they have a teal field. That's they do. Points. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Now, I have a personal bias against App State. I get tired of them claiming that they're the best football team in North Carolina and their fans are obnoxious as hell. You play in the Sun Belt, and you have close games with Georgia Southern. I don't want to hear anything about you actually being being the best team in the state. Yeah, one. They had one good game where they beat Michigan. <clears throat> and these days, who doesn't beat Michigan? 
Uh, of course, right? So you can't you can't even brag about that anymore. Not a quality win anymore. So just shut up and go back to thinking you have, you know, the best moonshine when it's actually second rate. So Logan, you hate App State. Fan. I don't hate them. I just get annoyed by their fans. It's, it, look, it's Twitter. It's not real life, but their Twitter fans are annoying as hell. So you hate Eric Church? Worse than ECU? Because mm. you know real life ECU people. I know real life ECU people. And, but the, <laughs> curiously, there are also a lot of them are Carolina people during basketball season. So. Whoa, whoa. We don't want them. Well, you, had well to you don't them. get to you don't get to speak for the entire fan base. No. So no. <laughs> how, many, how many years do I have to be a fan before I can speak? Look, look. <laughs> when you get uh, a job where they give you a hat and a logo and a polo with a logo, when you get to go on television and speak, <laughs> I'll quit my job tomorrow so I can do that just for the purposes of this podcast. You don't get to decide about those fans, buddy. They're there. They're yours. I don't like Walmart. <laughs> no, they're more like roses. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I will say, I, overall, um, while I do have some disagreements with a lot of the teams in this or, in these orders, but I do think this is a lot better than that utterly ridiculous article by some obscure North Carolina magazine that put UNC as number one one time. That was everybody knew that was a crock. That's a joke. Is it was it Some, uh, the Onion or the paid. Babylon Bee that wrote that? <laughs> somebody paid somebody to write that article. It was probably somebody that used to write at the Daily Tar Hill when they were um, back in their younger bow tie days. <laughs> now they're in their older bow tie days. Exactly, well, we, still wearing the bow tie. Nothing yeah. <laughs> wrong with the bow ties. They've won four NASCAR races in a row. Just saying. <laughs> See what I did there? It's called a callback. <laughs> if it, if it was somebody who wrote it from UNC, it's probably some tutor. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> uh, well, right. Logan's on record as hating Eric Church because he hates App State. And- he is a Tar Heel, so I guess they're docking <laughs> points for that too. Do we? Uh, uh, we have anything else? Should we shout out Arizona as number seven and K State as number four? I saw K State as number four. Yeah. I would like to go well, to a game there at some point. The Little Apple, Manhattan. <laughs> no, hang on. I, to go back to when you talked about Wisconsin, that's definitely on my list of if I get the opportunity to uh, go to a game there. I definitely want to do that. I want to see what it's like to have 100,000 fans jumping around in the fourth quarter to the um, UNC basketball intro song. Jump around. Jump around. <laughs> Those that don't know, that's what they play at the fourth quarter at Camp Randall, as the stadium is affectionately called. I'll go with you, Morgan. Whenever you want to go to Wisconsin, let's go. I got that's it. an entirely doable trip, Morgan. You'd probably have to do – I would recommend doing the uh, early season games. I hear it gets cold up that way. I went to a Packers game in December, and somebody vomited on the back of a woman that was sitting in our row. And it went down the back of her neck during a Packers Patriots game in December, and Ooh. it froze to her neck before it hit her back. That is disgusting. Around. She turned around and looked at her and was like, "Eh," and they just went back to it. And I looked at Melissa like, "This is a whole new level of alcoholism." <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Uh, and that right. concludes our Midwest detour. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pivoting away from the tailgates, uh, so anything you guys 
have that you're looking forward to this summer? Any trips you're going on or anything that just grinds your years? Here's your time to let the large listenership of Miserable and Reckless know what's on your mind. I'm looking forward to seeing Justin for the first time in however many months, a couple of weeks here. Yeah. We're going to, when's, when, like three weeks from now, three, four weeks. July, mid July, something, 16. Yeah. So we're, we're throwing, um, I guess the biggest thing coming up for us when you're at, uh, birthday for Emmy. So we're going to throw our little party, have people come. Um, it'll be fun. Um, it's going to be nice to see some people we hadn't seen in a while. It's, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, the year gets away from you when you have a pandemic and you can't really like see people like you used to. Some people we got to see a lot, but a lot of people we haven't. And so it'll be a good excuse to get some folks together. We're also throwing them around themes, trying to think about like if we want to do something uh, like funny or fun for it. You could so, do a um, Wolfpack National Championship College World Series champion theme. That that will be a, pa- a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a Duke baseball ACC title. You can, uh, Emmy can even wear the little NC State headband I got her, and um, <laughs> I think I also got her a little NC State uh, like dress looking shirt thing too. If I'm not mistaken, I think I did. I yeah, can't remember. I maybe it fits. We I don't know if it still fits her. Yeah, that's how you know me and Logan are dads because we refer to it as a dress looking shirt thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, good idea. Probably going to pass, um, <laughs> but we, but we could do a, a joint Duke, uh, baseball, softball, ACC title party, make everybody, it make even angle, put on a little like sticker uh, for the championship. You got to do it. Emmy says you got to do it. <laughs> and then the, uh, the music that can be played is country ass shit on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> that is her favorite song. Um, she, and she like kind of like dances when it when it comes on. <laughs> my mom thinks we're going to be embarrassed by it, but I don't. I don't see it. I can't wait I think for the my, day she starts singing it back. Yeah, that's that's when our mother, Emmy's grandmother, will be embarrassed. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's coming up. Um, I do look forward to seeing you, Angle, and. Uh, Hopefully having some fun stories as a result of that. Prior to that, we're going to Myrtle Beach nice. that week. So we get to enjoy that a little bit and finally get to get down there for the first time this year. Very nice. Yeah, I uh, have a big trip in August. First weekend in August, we're going to Tampa, Florida. Um, buddy of mine, James, it's his bachelor weekend because he gets married at the end of August. So we're going down to Tampa uh, and – They've got some stuff planned, I think. I think they were talking about a booze cruise or something. That probably would be fun. But, uh, yeah, I think I've never been down that part of Florida on uh, the West Coast side, so I'm looking forward to it. you know where in Tampa you're going to be? Are you going to be in St. Petersburg? Are you going to be in the Fugees? I think we're actually in Tampa. Um, I think is where the Airbnb is. We were going to try to stay in Clearwater, but uh, we couldn't find anything that was affordable. Yeah, call Birch. Call our buddy Birch. <laughs> Does he live down there? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he can show you around. He he does. <laughs> He's in the sales business, so he probably knows the town pretty well. Uh, for, just for the record, 
America. Morgan's like walking around, like looking for something to eat in his house, and he's got some like Ben and Jerry's treat that he's munching on right now. So if you hear something in the background, that's what it is. <laughs> Morgan's like August. I ain't looking forward to August. I'm looking forward to this Ben and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, summer is not happening for this fat, fat, fat fella. What was that? What'd you say? It's a bikini season. It's not happening for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him a couple years ago it was supposed to be hot girl summer. This year it's beer belly summer. Well, dead bods are hot, right? In that enemy <laughs> season, <laughs> yeah, it is dead bod season. 15 months of sitting on her ass and or not sleeping well because you some of you have kids yeah dad bod season is in full effect <laughs> uh morgan are you uh are you in the past you've like done outer banks or are you doing anything like that say that again in the past you've done outer banks or something are you doing anything like that uh, we usually uh, we usually do that trip uh week after Labor Day or the week of Labor Day, but I don't think we're going to go this year. We have talked about trying to go down to Carolina Beach for a weekend with the uh, the kids. So we might there be looking, in, looking into doing that. Also take them to the aquarium. Cool. So we're hoping even if maybe if it, even if it's just a day trip to go to the aquarium, we want to take them down there. Would that be, uh, did, is that easy enough for you guys to do now or not? Or not right now? Would it be a it's getting cool? it's getting easier. Okay. But other than that, I'm just gonna be hanging around here, going to the pool a lot, probably going for walks. Go Association president. Nah, I'm retired. <laughs> I hung it up. Hung it up. Let, retired let until else. you're retired, and then you're gonna be back <laughs> out there again. <laughs> when, when the kids are old enough and out the door, I'll, I'll get back at it. <laughs> you know what we should do, uh, Logan, Dustin? We should buy Morgan a Chubby's pool blazer and then get it <laughs> embroidered with retired HOA president. And then we can get it framed <laughs> and Morgan can hang it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. It costs us like 20 bucks a piece if we did it. <laughs> well, maybe not for the frame, but. <laughs> Get a nice shadow box. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd wear the damn thing. <laughs> Retired HOA president. People are like, do we have a vote on that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a while ago. It was 10 years ago. I'm retired now. <laughs> I don't like to talk. I, I, I just tell them. I just tell them like they told him in Monty Python. You didn't vote for me. The lady of the, the water threw her threw the jacket at me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I I do want to uh, do this summer is we've talked about it a couple years ago. We just never did it, but you get a handful of my friends that like to golf, and we all said we'd like to go down to Myrtle Beach for uh, two or three days and have kind of like a, a mix of a beach and a golf trip because the courses down there are fantastic. There's one in particular called the International World Tour where uh, the front nine is a... Um, and, and the front and the back is like a mix of holes that are exact replicas, but kind of like not nearly as long, obviously, as uh, 
holes from the four major championships on the PGA. So that would be a really cool trip to do. That's cool. Yeah. I'll be at the Bowery. <laughs> that place is fun. If I could get to a NASCAR race with my wife this summer, I'd like to go do that. That's I haven't really put it set it in stone yet, but I usually Richmond, Martinsville, somewhere around there. I'd like to go do that. So we'll see. Go, go do Mark. You, you, you haven't been to Martinsville, right? The only race I've been to besides local races is the Daytona 500. So oh. usual, we went right to the top and then worked our way. <laughs> I think that go go to Martinsville then. Cool. Get your grandfather clock. <laughs> and the uh, chili dog, whatever they have there. All right. So let's uh, move into the final segment. Dustin, bless your heart. You got one this week? Yeah, I do. Got a couple updates for you. Uh, one a little sadder than the other one. Um, first one, Dirk Bentley recently shared a story. Um, he was writing about a fan of his, uh, Bailey... Baratus. I'm sorry to her family if I'm messing that up. Um, sadly, Bailey recently passed away from cancer, and she, but she was a big Dirk Bentley fan, and she actually happens to live in Phoenix, Arizona, which is the area where Dirk lives. So he came to know her in recent weeks. Uh, even went to her house and played a concert for her, and then Facetimed a bunch of other famous like country stars, and they like played music for her that way. Um, he wrote uh, I, I thought that he wrote this better than I could probably explain it he said up until a month ago I thought that the free gigs led to the gigs where I got paid in beer and then tips on lower Broadway to the clubs and the theaters working my way up towards bigger crowds and the biggest shows at MSG and Bridgestone Arena and my hometown arena in Phoenix seeing now that I had that upside down those big shows were all just preparation for my most important show for an audience of one the phrase of honored and humbled gets used a lot, but it's the only one appropriate for how it felt to be included by this family and be able to spend this past weekend with them, Bailey, her friends, and her dogs, Arlo and Annie. So I thought it was good on, you know, Dirks for recognizing that, spending some time with her. Um, and, you know, she was apparently, uh, she said that she, like, didn't even feel in pain when he was there, like, playing for her. So uh, good on him. It's a sad story, but it's a good story, and I think he deserves yeah. some credit for it. Um, bless your heart. Update. Uh, recently, I told you about the producer on Bobby Bones' show, Eddie, making the comment about walking from West Virginia to Tennessee wasn't that hard. And then he said, hey, if we can raise $10,000 for National Angels, I'll do it. Well, they hit the mark, and he had to do it. So he re this week, he completed his journey. There were people all along the way who like cheered him on and like set up to like, even like police officers gave him like, you know, a patch from their County and stuff like that. Um, best part is they raised $230,000 oh, last wow. I checked for this, uh, for foster kids. So he kind of set it offhand, but it ended up being a great thing. They raised a whole bunch of money from the Bobby Bones audience. Good on you, Eddie. He can't went through with it and going to benefit a lot of people because of it. So that's a happy that's all I got this week. Quarter of a million dollars. Those are, those are both amazing. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time. <laughs>